Hey Amarillo, I'm Jason Boyette and you're listening to Hey Amarillo, the interview podcast featuring some of the most interesting people and stories of Amarillo, Texas. This is chapter 14 in a temporary reformatting of the show as we document what's happening in and around Amarillo due to the impact of the coronavirus. Now, I'm the father of a high school junior, and as a parent, you know, it's been really hard to see the impact of this moment on Owen's friends who are seniors, who should have been graduating this month. They've lost their final seasons of track, of baseball, softball, soccer. They've missed out on prom, the countdown to graduation, those last few days of high school, all of those things that are so memorable. Personally, I remember that stuff when I was a high school senior, and that was more than 25 years ago. So taking these months away from them has been an incredible loss for high school seniors and for their families. So for this episode, I wanted to hear directly from them. I interviewed one senior from each of the local Amarillo ISD high schools. But before we get to the show, here's a quick message from today's sponsor. I've been producing twice as many episodes as usual over the past two months, so I really appreciate the local businesses who support this show. One of them is Shimon Dental Group and Dr. Eddie Sauer, who want to extend blessings and congratulations to the class of 2020. Summer is the perfect time to straighten your teeth with Invisalign liners, and Dr. Sauer is a national speaker on Invisalign. We're lucky to have his knowledge and experience around here, and my son, Owen, actually wears them. One of the best things about Invisalign is Owen can take them out for photos and when he eats. It's a fast, easy, and pain-free way to get a perfect smile. Right now, at Shimon Dental, all seniors and their parents will get $500 off Invisalign. The office continues to practice safety precautions, the same ones they've always used to stop the spread of disease. And this office will continue to be one of the safest places in Amarillo. So to learn more, visit shimondental.com. That's S-H-E-M-E-N. Also, I have a favor to ask. I'm hoping to create an upcoming podcast episode that's entirely based on my listeners' voices. I want you to tell me the one thing you're going to remember most about the pandemic. So I've set up a voicemail at 806-318-8918 just for these recordings. You won't have to talk to me. You'll just call the number, wait for the message, and then leave your own message, just talking to your phone. Once you start leaving a message, I want you to identify yourself by name, tell me who you are or what you do, and then tell me the most unforgettable thing about this moment. So my name is Jason Boyette. I'm a local writer and podcast host, and I'm going to remember and fill in the blank. What I'm hoping to end up with is something like an audio time capsule. All of these episodes of my podcast are being given to Panhandle Plains Historical Museum as part of the museum's COVID-19 collection. It will keep all this stuff in its archives for decades to come. So leave me a message and you could be on the show and your voice could be part of the museum's archives. Again, that number is 806-318-8918. Just call me and tell me what you're going to remember. 806-318-8918. Now, on to the show. As adults, you know, we tend to worry about the next generation. I'm a parent. I know what that's like. We speculate about their failures and their deficiencies and all the ways that stuff like Snapchat and TikTok are ruining their lives. But you're going to be impressed by the next four guests. All of them are graduating this month. They are valedictorians and student body presidents. They are leaders among their peers. And more than anything, they are resilient. 
They entered the world around 9-11, and they entered adulthood during a pandemic, and those two things are going to shape them forever. So I wanted to hear their perspectives, what they've lost, what they've gained, and how they're coping. This episode is being released on May 11th, 2020. These interviews were recorded prior to that, so as usual, things may have changed by the time you listen. I'm Chandra Hassan, and I go to Emerald High School. Chandra, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, I also understand you are the valedictorian, is that right? Yes, I am. And a cheerleader and involved in all kinds of other stuff. Yes, yes. So tell me, you know, as someone who has, um, has so many things going on, uh, obviously your senior year is when all that stuff culminates. And, you know, for the past few weeks, you've not been able to do these things that you may have been thinking about and dreaming about for all of your high school career. So tell me what are some of the things that you're missing out on? Um, well, luckily my cheer season actually ended right before spring break. So I didn't um, have to miss any of that. But, um, what I really am missing, I guess, um, is like that feeling that in May, um, you know, we were all going to be that, like our days were numbered. And it's like that, it seems like a, almost like a negative thing that like you're at school and you like know that this is going to be like some of the last moments in that school. But like, that was something I was really looking forward to is like, just like, I guess really soaking it all in for the last month. And, um, because like it was kind of go, go, go all throughout the school year. So it was like, you know, everyone tells you your senior year goes by fast and it's like, yeah, it does. Cause you, you're working with your college applications and everything. And so the minute you can like may is like the first month that you can breathe. And, um, that's like where you can really finally be like, okay, like this is the last time, like I'm going to be in the school. So I, I really feel like I'm missing out on that. And of course, like prom and graduation, like those are, I guess, concrete things that I'm missing, but I really miss the feeling of being around the people that I've, you know, grown up with and, you know, don't really have the chance to see every day, but I get to see every day at school. Yeah. There's, there's, I guess, a countdown feeling. Um, you can think of yes, a countdown exactly. as I'm, I'm, waiting for something negative to end, but there's also an anticipatory countdown where you're awaiting an event and when you're looking forward to something and that's what you lost. You never really got to that moment. Right. Yeah. Tell me, um, you know, you mentioned your friends. Tell me, tell me what that's like, you know, having had that rug kind of pulled out from under you, whether it was the chance to say goodbye, um, to your teachers, the chance to have these meaningful moments with your friends. I mean, what, what did that feel like sort of emotionally or socially? I, it just like all happened so fast. I guess we didn't really um, anticipate it happening. I remember like right before spring break, um, you know, schools were starting to close. The NBA had finally had suspended its um, season indefinitely. And like, we were like, we didn't have a case in Amarillo yet. And so we were like, there's never like, there's no way Amarillo is going to get a case. Like, where are we going to get a case from? And so all the teachers are saying, if we do close down, like, you know, it'll be for a day. They'll sanitize. Like, we'll send you all home for a snow day. They'll sanitize and we'll come back. Like, there's no way they're going to cancel school the way they've done it. And so um, when we left for spring break, I was fully expecting to come back. And even even after they said um, we were going to extend spring break, I was fully extending to come back after that week. And so whenever, I think the first time it kind of set in that, like, I really wasn't going to be able to say bye to my friends was... Um, whenever Governor Abbott said that schools wouldn't close or would close for the rest of the year. And I think we all kind of knew that that was going to happen, but even like it 
being so official and we were like, yeah, we're not ever going to go back to school as students. Like we're never going to be in that building as students again. It was really, I don't know. It was really shocking. And I think for us, like, I don't think any of us have really processed it quite yet because it was like senior year was supposed to be this moment of um, like you're closing a chapter and like there's this definitive like moment, which is graduation. And like that marks like your end of your high school career. And I think a lot of us are kind of like in this limbo where we feel like we are going to get the chance to see each other again because we haven't had that definitive moment of like, yes, this is over, you know? Right. Yeah. And, and I know that AISD is looking at some alternatives, um, some ways to facilitate graduation, maybe that will take place in June, that might take place in July, depending on what happens. I mean, do you, how do you feel about that looking at some of those options? Do you feel like it's a, a good enough replacement? I think, yeah, I think it was really like when I first heard about the plan, I thought it was really well thought out. And I really liked that they were giving it like their whole chance to like have an in-person ceremony. A lot of school districts just like scrapped that idea like completely and they were just going to do virtual or like they were going to do like a drive-in kind of thing. And I like was really pleasantly surprised that we, you know, we had the opportunity to have a June graduation. And now with Governor Abbott saying, um, you know, we could have an outdoor graduation. I, um, I've kind of, I'm hoping that AISD is kind of taking that into consideration to like maybe have an outdoor graduation that's earlier in June because, you know, they'll start allowing us that in June on June 1st and, um, where we could do it at Dick Bivens. But I, um, I think given the circumstances, I think AISD has really done the best that they could. And I hopefully, I don't know if this is dumb for me to like keep, holding out hope, but I, I really do have hope that we'll have to like, we'll have an in-person graduation, but I hope it's in June and not July because I know a lot of people are going off into the military and they're not going to be able to celebrate that in July. And I feel like that would be so much worse than not having one at all, knowing that you didn't get to have one, but your friends did, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I understand. So tell me about your own plans for the summer and the fall. I mean, obviously you don't know what's going to happen with graduation, but do you have any idea like your own life and, and looking forward to college? Well, um, I was going, to, we were going to go to Hawaii in July and we were kind of, you know, I guess they say like, you know, two months before your travel day is when you should buy tickets. And so we had like been planning and like we had fixed the date and everything. And so we still hadn't bought tickets by the time like all this broke out. And so that was like my big plan is uh, that was one of the big plans that I like, don't know if it's going to happen or not. Um, and if I could travel and I, right now, Yale is kind of talking about right now, they say they have every intention of going back in the fall, but obviously it's like really far out. They can't really make that call right now. So I, I think a lot of it, it's, it is really hard because I had all these plans and I don't know if I, if those plans are actually going to come into fruition because of everything is changing so fast, you know, what will you be studying at Yale? Um, I'm planning on studying molecular, cellular, and developmental biology. That's the major that's offered there. But I actually don't have to officially declare till my sophomore year, but that's kind of what I'm um, leaning towards right now. And so obviously that field of study has a lot to do with, with what's happening here. I mean, do you, do you feel like this moment might impact some of those things that you end up pursuing? It's actually really interesting that you asked that because when I was applying to college, um, my like focus was global health. And so, you know, I was like writing a lot of 
I was writing a lot of essays about like why global health appealed to me and like why I thought like um, education about like public health was really important. And I, that was kind of like the tentative path that I was going to take that I was like going to pursue global health and like, you know, get into research and stuff like that. But now that we're like, you know, seeing all these things and how we're like really relying on the CDC and um, public health officials, I really like feel like that really is my calling to, you know, make sure something like this doesn't happen again. You know, obviously, a lot of the big things that have not happened are what you typically would have thought of. Those are those are going to be my big moments. I'll remember from high school forever. The prom, graduation, you know, banquets, stuff like that. But obviously, right. we're we're in a moment where yeah, all of us are going to remember these past couple months, you know, for the rest of our lives. So what do you think is something that you'll take away from this that you'll really remember that you might be, you know, telling your kids about in 20 or 30 years? Oh, um, I guess, I don't know if, I think every day kind of feels the same to me. So I don't know if I could say anything like, you know, what has been happening day by day, but more like how much I really took life for granted. And I know like everyone's been saying that and everyone's like, you know, that's a big, like we didn't, we took normal life for granted, but like, really like, I mean, kind of like right before spring break, I was so excited to go like get out. And I was like, I had a countdown on my phone to graduation and I was like so excited to just like get out of high school. And it wasn't that I hated high school, but I was so excited to start my life somewhere else that I was kind of like wishing the days away of the life that I was living right now. And, um, I would tell my kids like when they're, you know, they're going to do the same exact thing when I'm a senior, when they're seniors and they're going to, you know, wish away their days and wish that they were somewhere else. And I'm going to be like, you will literally, wish that you could go back to those days and our parents say the same thing even before all of this pandemic and like it's something really hard to um like visualize and keep in perspective that that's um you, I mean you have to take every day as a blessing because you don't know when it's going to be taken away from you and I don't think I ever really um understood that that could have happened to me the way it did yeah that's that's really wise um and, and you're right. That's the kind of thing that parents tell their kids all the time. Yeah. One thing I, I like to do is, is end each of these interviews on a more hopeful note uh, and ask my guest, what's giving you hope at this moment? So what's something that you've seen that you think uh, you might be able to take and, and use um, you in the future that, that maybe is encouraging to you that might be a source of strength? I mean, what's, what's one optimistic thing that you're seeing right now? Um, well, I like just like the solidarity that you've seen across the country of people like, you know, obviously there are a lot of people that aren't staying inside, but there are so many people that are, and there that are making sacrifices in the form of like not working or losing their businesses because like, they know that it's something bigger than them. And like the people that, you know, are, they are hurting just as bad from the pandemic as everybody else, but they realize the, importance of staying inside and kind of, um, putting others before yourself. And I think that's like something that I've really, um, been pleasantly surprised at, like looking at as a, as someone that's been watching the news and everything. And, um, I just think what I've been really saying to myself through this whole thing is like, things took a turn for the worst, like so fast. And I feel like hopefully things can take a turn for the good just as fast, you know? Chandra Hassan, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you.
I am Jared Ariano. I am the student body president um, currently at Caprock High School. Jared, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I know this is your senior year, and I know that this is a very different May of your senior year than you probably anticipated at the beginning of the year. Um, so thanks for sharing uh, with us about that. Can you start out by just telling me what are some of the senior year events or activities that you've been forced to miss out on and, and which ones are like the most painful for you? Of course, um, this pandemic started um, as like a couple months after we came back from break. Um, so towards the end of the year, the activities that we um, have, and of course, since I'm the president, like I am the one helping out planning all of these. So that would be um, our senior day, like um, senior sunset. Um, we have a committee, um, a group that's in planning, working really hard, um, getting that ready for um, our senior class. We have um, prom, which is probably um, what people are most upset about. Um, that took a lot of planning as well. Um, we've been planning it since um, last year's prom was over. We knew exactly what we wanted to do, how we were going to do it. Um, so that was that, that hurt us a bunch as well. And then, of course, the big one um, that we are all upset about is um, graduation. So um, those are the big three main ones. And then, um, of course, we have the little ones like um, our activities, like outside of school, um, of course, soccer games, um, just sports games in general. Yeah. I know that, Jared, you were one of the students who kind of worked with AISD to provide some insight about how to, you know, think about graduation plans and, and how they might be able to do something, you know, maybe not the traditional format, but, but working through yes, some sir. options. Can, can you tell me about that process? Like, like, what did you do and what are some of the things you talked about? Okay, so um, it was basically um, two seniors from each high school. Um, I was selected to be one of them. And then, of course, all the principals and then superintendent and then the deputy superintendent. And we were all in a meeting one day, um, a Google Meet. And they were real open. They told us we are the students. It is our graduation. So throw out ideas and we can try to make it happen. Um, so basically, there were a couple ideas um, thrown at us. They um, We wanted to do... Of course, like um, the traditional graduation at the Civic Center, like everyone else has, the traditional graduation that we've dreamed of since we've been in school. Um, and then we decided um, that could be a possibility. Another possibility was like um, a drive-by um, type thing. So we would go get our diploma. Well, it would be like kind of like a red carpet thing. We'd go get our diploma, meet our family, um, and then we would go in our cars and then we would leave real quick. Um, another option was a virtual slideshow, um, which I believe is what we're going to do on top of what um, I'm about to tell you next. Um, so basically, here in a couple of weeks, we're going to go, each senior is going to go in their capping gown, um, and we're going to record them getting their diplomas. So that's going to be like a virtual graduation that's going to be live on the news. So we're still going to do that. And then what we decided on ultimately um, as the students, and, um, of course, they talked to um, senior parents and then the Board of Education for AISD um, about this as well. We still want to have our traditional graduation. That is a big thing for us. So they said um, they reserved the Civic Center for us um, a couple of dates in June and a couple of dates in July just in case. Right. Um, so if things get better for us, then definitely um, we would have a graduation, a traditional graduation. But um, as far as that goes, uh, um, we are for sure doing the slideshow. We will be recording ourselves 
Um, but if things get better, we are still going to have um, an actual graduation with um, a choir and everything as well. And also a, a potentially a, a prom associated with that on the, the same day, right? Yes, sir. Um, so um, I'm not sure about the other schools, but for Caprock, um, we actually have a meeting later today. Um, we are still trying to do um, like a less formal prom, I guess you would call it. Um, so it won't be at um, a big civic center or a big place. It'll still be at Caprock, um, but it'll be like a smaller, um, just a get together, I guess, to make up for prom. It won't make up for prom, but um, it's the closest thing. <laughs> yeah. So, Jared, I, I know that typically, you know, these last few weeks of the school year, even though academically it might not be super busy for seniors because a lot of stuff is wrapped up at that point, but like socially yeah. it would have been really busy. There would have been a bunch of things that you were doing. So now that, you know, you're remote learning and as a senior, I imagine it's not too demanding right now. How have you been making use of the extra time that you've had? Okay, so um, I'll start off with that first part of the um, question. Um, schoolwork, it's not really, I wouldn't call it busy. Um, it's just the motivation. Um, as seniors, it's kind of hard to like, oh, you know what, it's our last couple weeks. Um, like, there's no point in trying. Um, that's the mindset of most people. But um, in reality, I think it's just, um, it's it's not hard. It's just getting it done. Um, I think online is a lot easier, and then I think it's easier for most students who usually don't do their work in school because they can do it at their own pace and turn it in at their own pace. Yeah. They don't have to drag out the lesson um, on a daily. Um, so with that being said, um, I get my work done really quick. So basically, all I have left to do is just hang out with family. We've been doing um, home projects. We've been, um, just like most people, like I know the home improvement stores are a lot busy. Or one of those people that go out and we try to like do stuff outside with our house, you know, because we can't go out much. So we just try to do as much as we can inside. So Tell that's, me, that's been my life. Yeah, that that sounds uh, um, pretty similar to, to most of the other uh, high schoolers that I've talked to. Um, tell me about your plans for the summer and, and then the fall. What's going to happen from here? Um, so for summer, I'm just trying to get ready for college. Um, I'm going to do um, a new program for AISD. It is the 2 plus 1 program. I'll go to AC for two years, and then um, that last year, I'll just kind of be like substitute teaching, shadowing a teacher, and I'll graduate from Texas Tech. So I'm just trying to get um, some more info on that program and how to enroll in it, um, like the acceptance stuff. So that's going to take up most of my time. So, um, And then, of course, we're trying to plan out. Well, like We have family out, outside of state, so we're just trying to see where we're going to go from there, if we can go anywhere, um, if it's safe to travel, stuff like that, small stuff. So I, I know that, you know, many of the events that you're missing out on, um, you know, are are big memories in the life of a high schooler, you know, whether it's prom or graduation or some of those things. But it occurs to me that this is a moment that you're going to remember for the rest of your life and your family and everyone else. I mean, Ed, if, if we're talking about memories, sure, this yes, is going to be a big one. So what, oh, what do you okay. think What do you think you'll remember most from this experience? I mean, what are you taking away from it? I think mostly I'm going to remember um, the last couple, like the last semester of my high school, um, just how it ended and it's not what anyone wanted and it's going it, to, it's, probably won't ever happen to another senior class again. So our class lucked out, unfortunately. 
Do you think there's there's anything in this moment that you've experienced that you'll be able to draw from that will you know maybe give you some strength or, or build some character for the future? Definitely. Um, not to take advantage of the small things. Um, one thing as like um, class president, um, I know all of my peers, they come to me for um, help and guidance. So one thing I've heard from almost every one of them is how much they actually miss school. Granted, these are kids that um, aren't always on top of their stuff, um, procrastinating, um, and they're the ones who actually miss going to school every day, missing those teachers. Um, so just not to take advantage of the small things. Um, I know most kids are happy that oh, well, it's, it's only my junior year. Oh, it's only my freshman year. Well, for us seniors, we had a big eye-opener this last semester of school. Um, we we took advantage, and then it ended. It came to an end without us even knowing, yeah. and we, we, we regret that. Jared, the last thing I'm asking um, is what is giving you hope about this moment? So I, I know that there's a lot that causes regret. There's a lot to be sad about, but is there anything that maybe gives you some optimism about the future? I would say just not take advantage of everything. Um, I know this moment, this pandemic has been hard for everybody, um, but it's gave us the time to actually sit down with our families um, and actually have that family time. Like most families don't get to get um, just sit down, enjoy our time. So it's, it's definitely taught us some lessons. Um, not well, not how we wanted to teach ourselves some lessons, but it's definitely, definitely taught us some lessons for sure. Jared Ariano, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. I'm Courtney Wilburn, and I go to Powder High School. Courtney, thanks for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, give me a sense of, you know, being a senior at Paladuro this year and some of the things that you and your friends are missing out on over the past, you know, six to eight weeks and, and the weeks going forward from here. So um, I am the student council president, and with that, we were put in charge of prom this year. So I was actually supposed to be planning prom, and then I'm no longer getting to do that, nor am I getting to really attend unless we're able to do it with graduation this summer. And then for student council, we go on a state trip every year to Arlington, and that was canceled because of everything, because it's such a large gathering. Um, and we weren't able to do anything in place of that because everything got so bad here. Um, I'm a pro intern, and I intern with a pediatrician in town, and I have not been able to go back to that. Um, all of our internships got canceled, so no one got to finish. Um, and then I had a job through our work program at school, and we all got let go from that job because we were not allowed to work from home. Um, and there was like four or five of us from Powderville. Which of the things, you know, I'd, obviously there's a lot of frustration when you're planning an event like prom. And I know that you would probably put mm -hmm. a ton of hours into it. And then that's, you know, shuttered whether or not you get to do something like that later in the summer or not. Mm -hmm. How do you and your friends, um, how do you talk about it? I mean, what are some of the things that you're doing maybe to support each other when you've had these things taken away from you? Um, I feel like I call my friends more often to talk to them and, you know, check on them. And then we kind of talk about what we're missing, but we also look at the positives that we're getting out of it just to kind of like, that way we don't like get down about anything. We always try and look at the positives and keep everybody like uplifted. What are some of those positives? I mean, do, do you feel that this is an experience that while it may be hard in the moment, it might 
you know, have some benefits going forward, whether it makes you stronger, whether it makes you more resilient, whether you can deal, you know, with, um, you know, with trials and stuff. Yeah, no, I definitely think it has a lot of, like, positives, because um, I know a lot of my friends were not everyone staying here for college, so it's giving us more time with our families before we do leave for college, and those of my friends that do still have their jobs are getting more hours because they're not in school, so they're able to save more for college, and so that's helpful. And then just kind of, like, learning to do our classes online and having to pace ourselves to keep up with it is, I feel like it's going to be really helpful as we move into, like, the next stages of our life. Um, just kind of, like, knowing how to keep up with it already before we get there. I know that AISD has come up with some contingency plans related to graduation, related to the prom. Um, you know, set aside a, a couple of dates that might be alternatives um, for the local high schools. How do you feel about that? Does that feel like maybe a solution that would work? It's not going to be ideal. Obviously, it's not what you've been dreaming of, but it's still something. Is, is that kind of how you're looking at it? Um, yeah, that's pretty much how I've been looking at it. Um, I did get to sit in on a meeting with our superintendent and the rest of the schools about that graduation plan. So that was an opportunity that I would not have had um, you know, to collaborate with all of them. So I do feel like based off of what I heard there and everything, they chose what was going to be best for the most people. Um, and then like with that, we just got an email like just a few minutes ago about when we're going to get to go record and take our pictures for the like video that they're putting together of our graduation. Um, so it's really nice to know that they're trying to do everything they can to give us some sort of graduation the best way that possible. Thinking beyond graduation, Courtney, what what are some of your um, your plans for the fall? Um, so in the fall, I am going to Texas Tech. I'll be moving down there, and I'll be looking for a new job and just adjusting to that life. What are you going to study at Tech? Um, I'm going to do early childhood education with pre-med. Okay. That's, a, uh, that's an interesting blend of career focuses. Yes. Um, so I want to do, ultimately, ultimately, I want to be like a pediatrician. Um, and the early childhood education gives me the background in the kids. And always, if I end up not finishing out with the medical school plan, I always have that fallback to do that education. Okay. So I kind of I, looked at it as, if I don't do that, then I yeah. have this. Yeah, that's a good plan. Um, I know that... For so many seniors, you know, the memories that society says are going to be the big memories of your senior year, stuff like um, banquets and prom and graduation. You know, we always tell kids that's the stuff you're going to remember forever. And obviously, you've lost some of those memories, but you're also in a moment that all of our culture is going to remember forever, and you're uniquely impacted by it. I, I wonder if, you know, there are specific things from this time that you're going to remember or that you're going to be talking about someday. Do you, do you have any idea what that might be? From this situation, I mean, I've gotten to collaborate with the other student body presidents and we put together a video for all the ISD. And I think that's something we all remember. And then even though we're not getting the usual graduation, um, I think I'll remember like, having me go and do the video and picking up my cap and gown while sitting in my car and like just driving through. 
One of the questions I've been asking all of my guests, Courtney, is what's one thing that's giving you hope about this moment? So as you talk to your friends, as you interact maybe with your teachers or with the administration, I mean, is, is there anything about this time that actually is encouraging to you? I think um, hearing from my teachers and everything that they're doing for us and hearing from my friends and everything that they're getting to do from out of this, it is uplifting to know that there's still good coming out of all of it. Um, it's still hard, but it's nice to see like when there is good that comes out of it. So I try and, you know, look for that and focus on it rather than all the negatives. Do you think, you know, whether you end up in a career as a teacher or end up in a career in medicine, um, you know, both of those things I could see being informed by this moment and some of the stuff that you've experienced. Do you, do you see that as a possibility? I definitely see that as a possibility. Um, like I've had doctor's appointments that we did over the phone and that was really different. So I think in ways it'll impact some of that. And then especially with like the teaching and everything being online and having to do videos for the younger kids and stuff. Um, and all of like the Google meets and Zoom meetings that we've been doing. I definitely think it'll impact it. Courtney Wilburn, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Hi, I'm Andrew Beggs from Tascosa High School. Hey, Andrew, thanks for being on the podcast. I appreciate that. The first thing I'd like to hear from you is, you know, what are the things that school shutting down over the past couple months has really caused you and your friends to miss out on? Like, what are some of the big events now that are not possible as you at one point imagined that they would be? Uh, Yeah, so definitely a lot of big events we're missing out on, whether it's, you know, spring sports or, you know, our banquets at the end of the year that we have for all of our extracurriculars. Um, like I really think just for everybody, the biggest thing we're missing out on is the recognition that we all feel like we've been expecting these last 10 years, you know, we're in our spring sports or personally for me, it's choir. We have a big banquet at the end of the year and that's like what we've been looking forward to for the past four years thinking, Oh, senior banquet's going to be so cool. We're going to get all these awards and stuff. And then we get here and we, you know, can't have it. I mean, there's talk of online banquets and stuff, but it's just that normal feeling that we're all missing end of the year feeling. And I know one of the the big draws, um, I went to Tascosa, you know, 25 plus years ago and, and choir was such a big part of the school. And, and I know that the community within the choir um, you know, it was one of the big draws. It wasn't just performing. It wasn't just singing. So, like, how have you and your friends been able to maintain some of those ties over the past, you know, six or eight weeks? Right. So, um, our director's been having Zoom meetings every once in a while for whoever wants to join. We had um, a virtual variety show, we called it, where anyone could hop on and just sing what they wanted. Uh, so really fun tradition we have at Tascosa in the choir is every Friday we'll uh, all stand up and sing the Lord bless you and keep you together. So we tried to do that over zoom. It was kind of awkward all singing, you know, with like a two second delay, but it's really fun to just still have that feeling of connection every once in a while. 
Yeah, my family has tried that singing the happy birthday song, and even that was oh, hard. Yeah. So I can't imagine you know, a, a more complex choral, choral arrangement. Tell me, you know, I, I know that the district has worked hard uh, and, and even talked to some of your peers about what can be done to, you know, you, you can't replace the traditional graduation, but, but they're trying to find alternatives for it. How do you feel about some of those options? So I've just read the email the superintendent sent out uh, like two weeks ago about graduation in June or July. I've also heard about um, a video of us all receiving our diploma. I mean, absolutely. If we can't have an in-person graduation, a video would be awesome. But I think above all, what everyone is thinking is we just want to all be together one last time and have a, you know, a physical graduation. If that ends up being in July, that's a-okay. And again, as I keep saying, it's just the normal sort of feeling that we all want and we've all been expecting and we're kind of missing out on it. Tell me about some of the, you know, you're going to a high school like Tescosa, you've got teachers that have been part of your life, you know, for several years and then you left for spring break and all of a sudden you weren't able to really connect with those teachers again. Tell me a little bit about what that's been like. Oh, that sucks. That's what I'll say about that. I mean, these teachers are like, they're like our best friends. I mean, I'm as good friends with like Mrs. Harris that you interviewed on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. I'm as good friends with her as I feel like I am with a lot of my friends at Tascosa and not being able to contact them. I mean, of course there are rules from the district about like, you know, your teachers can't really call you, but I almost wish they could at this point because just those everyday conversations of like, Hey, how are you, how are you doing? What's been going on even in your life? And we've just kind of, had that rug pulled out from under us. It's pretty weird. How have you been making use of the extra time that you've had? I mean, uh, have you been spending seven or eight hours a day actually doing school with the remote learning or has it been a lot less than that? Yeah, absolutely not that much time. I mean, maybe two or three hours a day. I have the only classes that actually have online meetings for me are my physics and calculus classes. Um, my English and government classes do every once in a while, but it's, yeah, regularly it's two to three hours a day. I'll spend an hour to an hour and a half in those meetings and then, um, you know, an hour or two doing work for them and other classes. We do get assigned work in other classes. Right now, a lot of the time we are reviewing for AP tests that's just kind of what our teachers are expecting us to do, um, which is a lot harder to do, you know, on your own volition than it is when you're in class and you're saying, or you can talk to your teacher and, you know, have them kind of guide you through this AP test experience. But yeah, right now we're just kind of on our own. Andrew, tell me, tell me about your plans for the summer and the fall. What, What's going to be happening for you over the next few months? Graduation-wise, if, you know, restrictions are even further lifted, um, I'll probably try to have, like, an outdoor graduation party. Um, <laughs> in fact, my my mom and dad, I mean, they're really supportive, 
supportive of me and they see the impact it's having on me. I can hardly, hardly have a conversation with them without them bringing up like, you know, an idea for hanging out with friends. Um, but I think if we can have like an outdoor graduation party in the backyard, that'd be awesome. I think just in every group of 10 friends, you know, if there's one that has a space you can get together in, it's great to just be connected again. Um, as for the fall, if college classes are in session, I'll be going to Pepperdine University to study biology. This may be a, a pretty interesting time to be studying biology. <laughs> yeah, you're totally right. You, you know, one of the things that, that I've been thinking of is that the stuff that you're missing out on are the moments that most kids think, oh, that's, that's something I'll remember forever. You know, your prom or your graduation ceremony. Um, but the right, entire absolutely. two months, you know, that's something that all of us will remember forever. Um, and, and you're right in the thick of those memories. So wh- what do you think is something that, that maybe you'll take with you that you'll remember most from this experience going forward? Absolutely. Spending time with family is awesome. I've gotten to connect with them way more than I usually get to, but I feel like what I'm really going to take out of this and be like telling my kids about is like, I've kind of gotten to find myself in a way and like figure out what exactly is important to me and what gets me through days, you know, like if I don't have the constant schedule of school to just kind of turn on autopilot and go through every day, you know, having to figure out what makes a day productive to you has probably been the biggest thing I've gotten to take out of this. Hmm. That's definitely something that will be important, whether you're in college or in the work world after that. Absolutely. Yeah. Andrew, the, the last question I've been asking my guests is, what is one thing that's giving you hope during this moment? I mean, there's there's so much bad news. There's a lot of stuff that has disrupted your plans, disrupted your schedule. But is there anything about what you're seeing, whether in your family or the community, that is encouraging you? You know, as, as kind of macabre as it sounds, seeing us all suffer at the same time and being able to have these same human responses to this issue just really, I mean, you know, it's uniting and that's honestly, that's just kind of been something that's been pushing me forward. It's like, yes, this is bad for you, Andrew, but it's also bad for all of your peers and all of these people you care about and they're getting through it. Andrew Beggs, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And that concludes the episode. First, thanks to the high school seniors who didn't mind recording a podcast episode with a stranger over the phone. I appreciate them. And I'll also appreciate April Brownlee at AISD and the principals of Amarillo High, Caprock, Paladuro, and Tascosa for helping connect me with these students. Don't forget to call 806-318-8918 to leave me a recorded message about what you'll remember about this crisis. As always, thanks to Angelina Marie for editing these episodes and to Eddie Sauer and Shimon Dental for sponsoring the show. If you or your business is interested in sponsoring the Hey Amarillo podcast on an ongoing basis, I would love to talk to you more about it. Contact me through heyamarillo.com or visit patreon.com slash heyamarillo. That's Patreon with an E. Supporters of the show include executive producers Valerie Gooch, Joshua Rafe, Jess Heredia, Josh Wood, Chris Selda, Patrick Burns, Wilson Lemieux, Wes Reeves, 
Jason Burr, Katie Linger, Neil Nossiman, Jennifer Callahan, Ryan Pennington, and Corey Burns. This has been episode 144. My name is Jason Boyette. Stay safe, wear a mask when you go out, and love your neighbor. <laughs>